football fans. Welcome back to the fourth and a mile podcast alongside my good friends, Brady, Bradley, and Jeremy. My name is Josh and we appreciate you all tuning in. So boys, did we survive by apocalypse? That was a, uh, that was a struggle to, to sift through the waiver wire to find some guys that can uh, get us like eight points or whatever we needed. Well, the thing with the, the bipocalypse is that a lot of good players were also banged up going into the week. I mean, True. even starting the Thursday night game, you had the top two running backs from Cleveland out. So it was just, it was very tough for a lot of fantasy owners to sift through. Um, I know a lot of benches were looking very promising going into the next week. My, my team said bye, bye, bye to all the winning uh, winning matchups this week. I had, in one of my leagues, I started Jamal Williams and Kenyon Drake in my running backs. Not They weren't even flex options. Those Ooh, were my I, first two I'm really backs. disappointed that you did not at least try to sing that and bye, bye, bye. Because that's no. what you were, that's what you were like referencing. I, I was, well, and I was insinuating bye weeks. So, uh, yeah, I wasn't going to sing be, you gotta it. Oh, we're all for, but, is it in, in sync? Absolutely. Yes. Best yes. believe. My boy, JT. <laughs> okay <laughs> let's let's just move Timberland on fan. are we talking about jonathan taylor <laughs> let's yeah right both move on to week seven we have a uh, shorter games or i guess a shorter amount of games with all the buys let's start with the thursday night game denver versus cleveland kind of a ugly game you could say 17 to 14 um if you picked up the ernest johnson he was one of our guys on the waiver wire targets congratulations he might have helped you win a week um, on the Denver side, what do we do with the Denver running backs? Let, let's start there. Cause they both, it seems like they mirror their performances this week. They both had a touchdown catch. Um, Melvin Gordon had more carries. Javante Williams had more targets. What do you do? Do you play both of them? Is Javante the guy there? Where do we go on that one? I think as the season goes on, it's going to become a little bit more uh, Javante Williams. We've been saying that for a while now. And to be fair, I would have expected Javante to have a little bit firmer grasp of the running back shares and just the touches and the total opportunities. But I think that's going to continue throughout the season. And as long as he's getting work and Melvin's still getting work too. So they're both options at the very least at the running back position. Melvin Gordon, 58% of the snaps, Javante Williams, 42. Right. Does that matter to you guys at all? surprising I don't know if it matters to me very much I would say Javante Williams is a little bit more productive in my opinion than than Melvin Gordon is but I mean when I watched the game on Thursday you could tell that it was to be honest with you it was the majority of Melvin Gordon's backfield he would take a full series and then Javante would kind of split up the next series with them um I do expect that in the next few weeks that Javante will start to increase his role um Denver is definitely behind the eight ball here. They started out very hot. They're going to need to to spruce it up a little bit. And I think Javante gives them more options to do that. Jeremy, if I told you a guy at the wide receiver position, his last four weeks were 4.1, 3, 10.4, and 3.3, would you cut him? Yeah, and I'm going to guess that's OBJ. That is Odell Beckham Jr. Are we all on the same page that you, you are able to drop Odell Beckham Jr. in redraft leagues? No. I think he's Why? a similar case to Allen Robinson where the name is so big that you don't need to cut him. You can trade him for just someone who hasn't shown out yet and maybe 
has high upside. That is someone what, better what than what do you, you what What is best case scenario for Odell Beckham Jr.? Like a trade-wise? Oh, oh I don't know best case scenario for a trade-wise, but as far as a fantasy owner, you say, hey, he's got Jarvis Landry coming back. Hopefully Baker comes back healthy um, and kind of get the boys back together. And they're going to sell out to stop the run. So that means a lot of one-on-one coverages with Odell. That's that's what you hope for if you have Odell on your roster. I, I'll reframe what I said. I think it's fine if you drop him. Um, now, I think where you drafted him for a lot of people, you're probably in a boat where you might not necessarily have to cut him because you do have two, three other guys that you can play. And we are kind of through by Mageddon now. So Ooh, I, nice. I think you probably are afforded the opportunity to not cut him, but if the opportunity presented itself where you needed to pick somebody up, you know, maybe, uh, maybe a Rashad Bateman or a Russell Gage after this week, whatever, like, and you needed to needed a receiver needed a win. I wouldn't fault you for it at all. I don't want to just slide past by him again. And did you come up with that? Or did you read that on Twitter? I don't know. It just sounded like a good name. That's fantastic. Good for you. Here's, here's something I want to talk about. And this is not really related to this game thoroughly but it really brought to my attention should we be paying not we should owners gms be paying running backs big bucks you look at dearness johnson breaking out here this is without their quarterback and without their two starting tackles when delvin cooks out alexander madison comes to the table uh Devontae booker looks solid he's not saquon barkley but he but he's solid without them there uh, Daryl Henderson wasn't the guy coming in and was supposed to be Cam Akers, and he seems like a service, serviceable running back. I, where do you guys lean as far as extending running backs? Obviously, the counter would be look at Christian McCaffrey when he's in compared to um, Chuba Hubbard and look at what Derrick Henry's doing. Where do you I, guys lean on this? I would pay him uh, to an extent. Um, it, it's just a fine line. Like, obviously, you made the examples of Madison, Booker, Dearness Johnson. Tony Pollard. Are, Tony Pollard. But, like, if, if you look at the Viking scheme, it's it's a good run scheme. If you look at Cleveland scheme, it's a good run scheme with a great offensive line. It, I think it just varies in each situation. Like, as a Vikings fan, I'm not like, why did we extend Dalvin Cook? It's It's a fine line. I don't know if anybody else has a better answer than what I just gave. I just think that the case for not extending becomes clearer and better each and every game and each and every year. The case with McCaffrey, like you made the, like he is worth it when he's on the field. And that's the biggest part of that sentence because the running back position is so frail and the amount of wear and the amount of tear that they accumulate throughout the entire year. It's not a matter of, will they miss time? It's basically just how many games will they miss? Like how many running starting running backs play the entire year? Like do do any without missing any time? I think the guy wears a number 22. um, And I think he was supposed to regress this year. Derrick Henry, uh, yes, he is a great, great counter argument for that. But I, I'm kind of in the camp with Bradley. Like, I'm not upset as a Vikings fan of uh, with Dalvin Cook, but I think in a lot of other scenarios where they're not like top three, top four talents, that he may not want to do that. Here, here's I, I just brought it up just to make a discussion. I'm on the the t- team paid the big Pro Bowl, all big name running backs. 
I just, it was an interesting topic and I feel like it's super relevant to Dearness Johnson. Somebody who was barely in the league comes out and breaks out without their two starting tackles. Do you think he de-earned him? Do you think he de-earned himself a spot? Do not, do not finish that. Jeremy, finish this conversation. (laughs) It's, it's a, it's similar to what you said, Brady. I think it's just a case by case basis. I mean, sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Now, I mean, we bring up Derrick Henry, but can you consider him? I mean, obviously he got extended and he got good money, but it's still a pretty team friendly deal. Like it's not like he reset the market. Aaron Jones, similar, obviously he didn't have a great week this week, but I'm happy that they signed him. So it's a, it's a case by case thing, but I definitely the drafting drafting high, but then paying, I think is the right move. Okay. Let's talk Cincinnati, Baltimore. This one surprised me guys. Um, Cincinnati won the game 41 to 17. It was all Bengals. Joe Burrow had 31.8 fantasy points, had three touchdowns. Um, Jamar Chase had 201 receiving yards and a touchdown, um, caught eight of his 10 targets. On the Baltimore side, Hollywood Brown got in the end zone. Um, he had 14 targets and only caught five of them. Um, and then Lamar Jackson didn't have a terrible game, finished with 25 fantasy points. Um, let's start with T Higgins. So T Higgins had 15 targets. Would you guys classify him as a buy low candidate or is Jamar chase the guy that's going to avoid T Higgins from having a, a solid season as a wide wide receiver two or a flex option? I think there's a world where they can both coexist. I think you see it around the league all the time with one, two punches uh, with Thielen Jefferson, Lockett Metcalf. I'm blanking on any other big time name, AJ Brown, Julio Jones. I think there's opportunities for both to have value in fantasy football. I, until Jamar Chase says otherwise, I'm going to continue every week to say that I was wrong on Jamar Chase because he just continues to look better and better as they go on. And he made Marlon Humphrey look bad. Wrong as in how? Like, because you added me as your wide receiver too? I mean, I was, I was a do not draft Jamar Chase. I was not, he was not the top at the, at my list for my rankings and wide receiver. So until proven otherwise, I mean, this guy is a wide receiver one in fantasy right now. Yes. Yeah. Chase. I mean, the numbers almost sound made up when you read them. He's been unbelievable, but I definitely would, would take Higgins on my, on my team for sure. I mean, he had 15 targets today, which is insane. (laughs) It's a massive, massive number. I, I do think he will have some down weeks just because I think Chase is going to be pretty consistent and you will see an occasional week from Tyler Boyd. You will see an occasional week from Uzama. So I, I do think he'll have a couple up and down weeks in, in mixed in there, but Higgins is definitely a guy I'd feel good about having on my team for, for kind of a baseline of like five catches, 50 yards type of thing. I did. I did miss on a, Happy National Tight End Day. CJ Uzama had two touchdowns, finished with 22 fantasy points. But Josh, go ahead with whatever you were going to say. Yeah, uh, just about Higgins. That, like, he has still had some pretty consistent production. I know he was out for two weeks there, week three and week four. But he still is getting, you know, targets. He's still getting production. He had a couple touchdowns the first couple weeks. So I don't see him as being someone that you have to ignore, especially 15 targets. That's crazy. Um, what I'll say about T Higgins is that where you drafted T Higgins, you've been sorely disappointed with how he's performed to this point. Yes, I would agree. Let's totally. move on. Let's move on to um, the Washington football team versus green Bay Packers. 
Um, final score was 24 to 10 in favor of Green Bay. Um, Aaron Rodgers just looked really consistent throughout the whole game. Um, three touchdowns on 275 yards passing. Aaron Jones disappointed. A.J. Dillon very much so disappointed. Um, Robert Tunyon showed out for National Tight End Day. Um, Devontae Adams still finished with 16 points. Um, six catches, 76 yards, and a touchdown. On Washington's side, the only person to talk about is Terry McLaurin. Um, had 12 targets and a touchdown. I want to start there. What's your guys' rest of the season outlook on Terry McLaurin with Taylor Heineke as the quarterback? I'll just say I was – I'm pretty sure I was quoted on this podcast saying with Fitzpatrick out, it might hurt McLaurin's rest of the season stock, and that is definitely wrong. This dude is looking for him on just about every single drop back. I mean, he is going to continue to force feed him the ball. So he – I mean, top – 10 wide receiver, top 12 wide receiver rest of the, I mean, he's definitely wide receiver one, right? Like he has I would, to I, I would say, say 12. So. I would say 12 for sure. Well, right there was a report that, that came, they came out with a report that it doesn't sound like Fitzpatrick's anywhere close to playing. I, I saw the report where it's like, he, it, it doesn't look like he's like within the next couple of weeks playing. <laughs> and like you said, Jeremy, it looks like every single time Heineke's throwing the ball, it's like, where's number 17? Like, let me throw him the ball. Which Even is, when he's not open. Just, yeah, oh, he's yeah. like saying, basically saying, go make a play. Like, get a, yeah. He had a bad drop in the end zone too. And, it, that, that and he had a great bad. fantasy yeah, his, game. His day could have even been bigger. Right. Um, one thing I do want to bring up is we're talking about his his team next, but do the rumors with Tua give you any long-term pause about maybe getting traded to Washington? Or does that – or do you not pay any mind to that until there's actual Pause for what? No, just because – Heineke is like force feeding Terry like crazy. Like, do you have any fantasy? Oh, I would love it if if Tua was there. Same. I would. I would. I think that. Helps. I think he'd throw to him just as much. As, yeah, as he's I do too. <laughs> and he would be more accurate. So, uh, no, I would love it. Jeremy, how do you feel about Tunyon having finally a good game to? Yeah, is it? Isn't it funny? Last time, you know, last time, last podcast, I believe it was, we we're talking about you could probably you can cut Tunyon like he's. No, we were saying you can't even stream him. I think it was. Yeah, two weeks can't even ago stream him. <laughs> and, and of course, course. touchdown. Yep. I'm still in that boat. I think a, I need to see another touchdown for sure. That's he's going to be a streaming option if you want to if he's going to score a touchdown. Um, let's move on to Atlanta versus Miami. A really good game actually. Um, and tight end. Uh, tight end university we can call it um <laughs> the two uh stars of the show were uh kyle pitts aka a white a tight end one and um uh, no one was questioning that he was a tight end one <laughs> top literally three, not a top no, three he's no top human three. being oh my goodness. he's coming he's coming kyle goodness pitts wants gracious. next he's here um anyways so and mike Asiki, i think i mentioned it two weeks ago um, Mike Asiki is a guy that you can play every single week. He's going to be a tight end one for the rest of the year. Um, and then before I turn it over to you guys, Tua looked pretty dang good. 32 of 40, threw for 291 yards and four touchdowns. Um, what are you guys' outlook on, I guess, let's say the Miami offense? Waddle had eight targets, caught seven of them for 83 yards. Um, and somehow, Miles Gaskin got in the end zone again, so he was relevant for fantasy. Um, any thoughts on Miami's offense and then turn it over to Atlanta too? It, it's the Gusecki and, and Waddle show. I mean, I think 
I think Gaskin will be viable occasionally, but it will be sort of hard to predict. But when their offense is moving down the field, like he's going to have opportunities. And, you know, obviously he turned a couple catches today and some yards and the touchdown. So, but Gasecki and Waddle for sure are, I think, almost every week starts. What's wrong with Miami? So this uh, should have been a playoff team last year. And they don't have their first round pick. Their defense is not is, has been very disappointing. Yeah, I, it's uh, with a defensive-minded coach, too. It just, just doesn't look good. So I, I asked Bradley this. Jeremy, as a Green Bay Packers fan, um, and I guess I can say objectively, I think their cornerback room struggles a little bit. Um, would you trade a second-round pick for Xavier Howard? Yes. Okay. I'd be a little concerned about the, the contract situation, but at this point, like, Yes, <laughs> I, I think it would be. I mean, if Jair comes back this year and you have him and, and Howard on the outside, my goodness. Yep, totally agree. Let's move on to um, another game that we should not take much time for is the New England Patriots and the New York Jets. Yuck. Um, New England scored 54 points. Uh, they won 54 to 13 on the New York side. Uh, Zach Wilson got hurt. We don't know the details of it. Um it was talked about a PCL injury. I don't know what that is, Bradley. It's something in the knee. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the extent of the injury oh, like. It's in uh, somewhere between, it's in the knee. Somewhere between the, the knee, hip and the ankle. Fine. It's somewhere now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, on the New England side, Mac Jones looked pretty darn good. Um, had 300 yards passing and two touchdowns. Uh, my guy, Damian Harris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he says my guy yeah. now. Really? <laughs> As he was oh. caught him two weeks ago. Oh. If you kept Damian Harris, congratulations. Brady I did it. <laughs> I, I got rid of him. Um, congratulations. He had 14 carries for 106 yards and two touchdowns. And uh, I kind of want to talk about Kendrick Bourne. Uh, he's, he's he's had a couple good weeks. QB1. Could be QB1. <laughs> he um, threw one. <laughs> he did th- throw a touchdown. Um, how do we feel about New England's offense? I'm assuming this is, uh, hey, they play the New York Jets, don't overreact type thing. For me, it is. I mean, there's there's times where Mac Jones looks really good. I mean, there's times where McCorkle looks. I was going like to say, who is Mac? <laughs> so, so when he plays well, we call him Mac Jones. When he plays like we thought he was going to, we'll call him McCorkle. Sound good? Don't say that's how we thought he was going to play. <laughs> that's how you thought he was going to play. Yeah. He, he's had like to Bradley's point, he's had really good moments and he has probably, I mean, argument with how Trevor Lawrence has played the last couple of weeks, but he's probably been the most consistent like quarterback that's drafted that's been playing. Oh, yeah. And that's saying something. Yeah. <laughs> the quarterbacks have not, the rookie quarterbacks have not been very good. We were spoiled last year. Absolutely. I, yeah, no, I agree. I do think not to counter your point. I think Trevor Lawrence is, is definitely on the rise. Yeah, for sure. Um, in Jacksonville. Um, let's is this going to continue for, for Damian, you think? Or is this, again, just playing the Jets? He's his boy, uh, so it has to. <laughs> no, if he's my boy, that means he's not going to do it. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah? It's the exact opposite. Oh, okay. um, if, uh, that was a diss on me. So, I know, I know. <laughs> okay. I know. Um, looking at his schedule, plays the Chargers, plays Carolina, and plays Cleveland next. Dang. Chargers, worst run defense in the NFL. In the NFL. Yeah, they're gonna, be, they're gonna be down twenty-one nothing after the first quarter. So <laughs> <laughs> after a bye week, they've had two weeks to prep for him. Uh, I think he's an RB two or a flex option. I 
I don't know. Do you guys have any different feelings about him? You can't cut him. Like, I, like well, obviously, if you well, that's, that's what I, that's what I'm just repeating what you were saying. <laughs> yeah. So our RB two flex for sure. Like, especially with so many buys coming up, like he's gonna be definitely an option that you can put into your starting lineup. You know, week in and week out. I feel like you got to have a pretty decent amount of confidence with him, considering that they had a healthy scratch with Stevenson to begin with. And then he That's goes out and balls out. Which hurt me, and- by the way. I was <laughs> so, like, in need of a running back. I had Stevenson starting in two leagues, and all of a sudden I got the notification that he's out. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I got to go find somebody. I th- did you guys – yeah, I thought that was surprising. I yeah, didn't think too, there was any happened. chance that was happening. Yeah, I think it's hopeful that uh, Damian Harris looked a little bit more efficient in his yeah, last totally. game and this game. So um, that helps him a lot more. Let's move on to the New York Giants versus Carolina Panthers. Um, Carolina – right now is a dumpster fire um they've lost four in a row sam darnold got benched his backup came in through three of 14 so that's not great (laughs) uh so he's not the option the only other option is deshaun watson so we'll see if they get him um dj moore still had 10 targets um josh are you ready to say robbie anderson could be cut i still think no i here i i've pivoted i've pivoted after the game I said, okay, we're keeping Robbie Anderson because if they get Deshaun Watson, boom, skyrockets. True. That's, that's I, I would think about that. I would I would hold like on like a to chance Rob- that he plays this year, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. I don't see a why, team why, trading why they, for, yeah. I don't see a team trading for a player that's that true. will not play this that's season. True. Yep. That's, Is it true that he he's only given the go to be traded to just the Dolphins? Pretty sure that. I heard I, yeah, I've well, it just it just surfaced today that Carolina was interested in making a trade for Deshaun. Yeah. <laughs> After this performance, yeah, I think they definitely are interested in a trade. Throw in uh, Sammy D. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, as far as the Giants, um, Daniel Jones had a one-handed catch, but who cares? He only had 20 <laughs> fantasy points. Uh, Devontae Booker scored a touchdown. Dante Pettis was their leading receiver. Just a tone of voice. Can we move on? Like, yes, this game was gross. Okay, yes, please. Let's move on to Tennessee versus Kansas City, which baffled me. Uh, Tennessee won the game 27 to 3. Um, Tannehill looked really good. AJ Brown, uh, or you can call it AJ Breakout if you want to. Uh, he had 20. Milo window is over. I, yes, yep. Um, as far as Kansas City, Travis Kelsey still had 12 targets, caught seven of them. Terry Hill, not very good. Again, that's what you worry about when you draft Tyree Kill. Yep. Bad Highs games. are high and the lows are low. And then lastly, Patrick Mahomes got banged up. He's going to play. Uh, they said he already cleared cu- concussion protocol, but 20 to 35, 206 yards, an interception, and a fumble. Only 10 fantasy points. Can't happen where he drafted him. So, um, thoughts on maybe even just the game in general. I'll tell you what, if you're a Chiefs fan, you were holding your breath when that when the Mahomes hit happened. Yeah. Oh my goodness. They already weren't looking good with him as quarterback. <laughs> Imagine yeah. what the team looked like without him. You think he's trying to do too much? Yes. It looks like it when especially when they were down by so much, he was just running around like a chick like a chicken with his head cut off, trying to do so much, and it just was not looking good at all. Anything else with this game, or can we move on? I just think it. Tyreek Hill's lack of production doesn't help the fact that he's hurt. So that'll help Mahomes when he gets fully healthy as well. 
Let's not, let's, let's not forget that Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback one right now. Yep. Very much so. Uh, and this, he's been extremely consistent as far as like scoring 20 points, 20 yes. fantasy points. So this is just an outlier. Um, Vegas Raiders against the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, Vegas won 33 to 22. Uh, Derek Carr, Derek Carr is slowly becoming one of my favorite players in the NFL. Um, I don't know if you guys watched his Fox interview, um, today with, uh, Charles Woodson. It, it was awesome. Just, just a great leader. Um, uh, but he was extremely efficient 31 to 34, um, 323 passing yards and two touchdowns. Um, Kenny and Drake had 14 carries. Um, Josh Jacobs left the game. Um, and then as far as receiving Foster Moreau, uh, because Darren Waller did not play, had a uh, touchdown with 60 yards receiving. Um, on the Philly side, my start of the week this week, Miles Sanders got hurt. He had six carries for 30 yards and looked pretty darn good. But, you know. Hey, Brady, who led who led Philadelphia in receiving for fantasy-wise? <laughs> Tell them. For fantasy points or fantasy receiving? <laughs> receiving fantasy <yes>. points. <laughs> Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager. How about that name? Let's go. Get the tough. And that was an incredible catch, by the way. Oh, who cares? Uh, and then Dallas got <laughs> had three catches for 70 yards and a two-point conversion. Uh, thoughts on this game moving forward for both teams? I'll say it again. If you are a dynasty manager of Jalen Hurts, trade him now. He will not be the quarterback next year. <laughs> oh, I the agree. dude will just have what like is- six points going into the fourth quarter, and then we'll finish the game at like, 20 points they've like, scored the most points in the fourth quarter it's what insane think, what do you think he's worth in a single quarterback dynasty league single nothing probably yeah probably not much but nothing if, if, if you're not getting anything back from then obviously you can keep them but if it's a super flex i'm definitely dealing us uh, asking for a friend super flex what uh what is he worth first round pick it, i would i would if you are for sure not in it Getting a first round pick for Jalen Hurts from a contender. I would that sounds that. like the definition of Josh's fancy team. <laughs> Speaking for asking for a friend. Has Jalen Hurts. Asking for a friend. <laughs> uh definitely pick up Gainwell if he's on your waiver wire. Oh no, no with, doubt. Yeah, with uh Miles Sanders being out, unfortunate. And even Boston Scott. I mean. If Gainwell is picked up already, you could pick up Boston Scott. Oh, heck no. If you were really in a pinch, he's going to tell you today. No, I don't care. They barely run the ball. I would not want to. I'm sure next week he's going to have 20 fantasy points now that I I don't want him, but I would not. Just the fetus of Brady. Run the ball 20 times. Oh, we're going to go over my start of the week, and you'll exactly understand why it's the case. Um, (laughs) Moving on to revenge game for both quarterbacks, Detroit versus the Rams. Um, Detroit tried everything. They pulled out all the stops for this game. Um, Still lost by nine points. Um, As far as stats, Matt Stafford had 30 fantasy points, which um, three touchdowns, 334 passing yards. Uh, Daryl Henderson had a uh, bad fantasy week. I could kind of – Going on throughout the week, I, I could have seen this happening just because, like, if they're close to the end zone, like, they're giving it to Stafford to put up his numbers in this this revenge <laughs> game kind of thing. Um, yeah, what do you know? Cooper Cup had another amazing game, had two touchdowns and a two-point conversion. Um, and then as far as the Detroit side, the bright spot of this offense is DeAndre Swift, 
and it's something that I could I couldn't even imagine happening. Um, he had ten targets today, caught eight of them for ninety six yards and a touchdown. Um, just incredibly relevant for fantasy, and is probably an RB one going forward. Um, thoughts on this game? Only bright spot. What about Khalif Raymond? I'm saying season long. <laughs> Khalif Raymond actually has some. I was actually going to talk about him in waiver wire targets. He's, to be he's honest been with you. solid. You know, he, he's been okay. Um, to DeAndre Swift, the guy is electric, and I don't think any of us will question his talent. As far as fantasy wise, like he's as good as it comes at the running back position. He's about as steady as it comes to. He's playing on a really bad is he team. Guru Bradley? He, uh, yeah, he's certified stamp sealed. <laughs> It's already on the mail to him. So congrats to him. This game just solidified that. I think the most, the the most impressive part about it is some of the games, he he doesn't play that many snaps. Like Jamal Williams is still like on the field sometimes. I mean, his first three games, 68%, 63%, 56% of the snaps. He's starting to get more now, um, but just incredibly efficient as far as fantasy is concerned. I mean, Without a doubt. Can I interest you in these targets? 11, 5, 7, 6, 6, 7, 10 for a running back. It's and it's not changing. Like, Goff no. is going to continue no. to do that. Especially this year. Yep. The only thing I sure. worry about is when a different quarterback comes in that likes to air the ball out down the field. Or just sure. more weapons. Like, they just don't have many other weapons. Yeah, I suppose. You are, a, you saying, are you implying Goff is going to get yeah, I was gonna, I was going to say, are, do you have a quarterback in mind? I don't. Matt Corral? <laughs> no. Spencer Rattler. <laughs> Spencer Let's Rattler. move on. <laughs> Arizona versus Houston. Arizona won this game 31-5. to five. Uh, Houston didn't score an offense point. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Is there anything we could talk about for them? Uh, Davis Mills had 23 completions and didn't get over 200 yards. Average 4.2 <laughs> yards of completion. Yikes. That's Honestly, tough. like, there's really nothing to talk about on that side. As far as the Arizona side, um, Kyler Murray looked pretty good. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins caught seven of nine targets. Um, 53 yards and a touchdown. Um, his touchdown, I'll, I'll give it to him. His touchdown volume is is what's saving his fantasy relevance right now. Um, Zach Ertz caught a long touchdown. And then I want to start with this. Josh, you've been a guy that's that's been all over Chase Edmonds in the production there and, and being a solid RB2. Are you concerned that James Conner has taken over as far as fantasy relevance in that backfield? I mean, you got to be. You kind of knew that going into the year that it was going to be more Edmonds being the receiving guy. And then it was going to be, oh, my gosh, you just said his name. Help me out. James Conner. James Conner was going to be more the goal line guy. One thing you can kind of hold your hat on is Chase Edmonds doesn't have a touchdown yet this year. And he's still in a PPR running back 19. Like, that's kind of nuts. So being able to hold your hat on the receiving game and He's kind of holding his head above water with that is kind of impressive. Yeah, but to counter that, the only way he's going to get a touchdown is if he runs it in from 25-plus because anytime they get in the red zone, it's, it's James Conner time. Super fair. Very. That's that's just what you're getting, unfortunately. So I'm I think it's with, I think it's pretty him. similar to Melvin and, and uh, Javante. Javante Williams. Because, to be honest, like James Conner didn't have a ridiculous day. He scored his touchdown at the end when they were the game was basically already over, but 
before pretty... we move on, uh, one of our notes for this game is Houston is a dumpster fire for fantasy. And it says, and in real football, too. <laughs> Tell me that it's it's funny because we have a a listener who we know is a Houston Texans fan. So that sorry, sorry, that's what made me long time listener, loyal listener, friend of the show. His team is terrible. Sorry, buddy. We'll talk draft stuff real soon for you. Um, Tampa Bay versus Chicago, another blowout. Um, Before we talk about fantasy, a quick yes or no: Was this Matt Nagy's last coaching game as a bear as the Bears head coach? No, no. No, only had a couple of games with Fields. Fields did not look. Everything was just like five feet um, from the line of scrimmage for all of his throws. Like it was so frustrating. I, I appreciate to watch. the simple yes or no. That was that was appreciated. <laughs> Let's move on. No. <laughs> move on, Jeremy. Do you need to give me your yes or no? No, but okay. Simple uh, yes or no, Becker. Can't have any other expounding thoughts. Want, Sorry. Uh, Tampa Bay stats. Uh, Tom Brady's just a touchdown machine. Um, he had thrown for like 120 yards and had four touchdowns. It was yeah. like ridiculous. Bradley's Lombardi Lenny or Lombardi Lenny is just <laughs> unreal. He would have um, had a great game if the game would have been close. Like, yeah. Um, Mike Evans had three touchdowns. Chris Godwin had a touchdown uh, on the Chicago side. Khalil Herbert, he's he looked awesome. good. Yeah, he he looks good, and that's a really good run defense. So having 100 yards against that defense is is worth noting. Uh, is Damian Williams cuttable now? That that honestly was the biggest surprise as far as fantasy for the game, in my opinion, was the fact that Damian Williams was back and he had three carries. He didn't come off the COVID list until yesterday, though. Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct. But then why suit him up? But there and there's also reports that Khalil Herbert's climbed the depth chart too. He's good. Which to me sucks for David Montgomery owners. It does. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, and Herbert, like you guys said, this is a really good run defense. Like he to me, he just solidified and confirmed his talent. I thought he looked like he had it. Yep. Uh Alan Robinson, not good again. Um, just disappointing. It would be and I, I don't like that somebody didn't play because of injury, but it would be so nice for fantasy if it was just Mike Evans and Chris Godwin there how productive they would be without another third stud receiver. Absolutely. It'd be insane. Okay. Wishful thinking. It is wishful thinking. Um, Anything else on week seven recap before we take a quick break? Would you trade Mike Evans? Like sell really high. Gronk will be back at some point. Right. And AB will be back. Um, It would have to be, it'd have to be a good amount. Yeah. To get something for him. You probably wouldn't get peak value for him. So that's true. Okay. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back and do week eight preview. Hi guys. This is Jeremy Becker from the fourth and a mile podcast. Just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and remind you to follow us on Twitter at fourth and a mile pod. That's fourth and a mile pod. Thanks guys. And now back to the sports. Welcome back into the fourth and a mile podcast. We are going to do our starts of the week for week eight. And I do have to warn you, um, week seven didn't go well for Brady. So um, let's, let's just get right into it. Uh, my quarterback start of the week for week seven was Ryan Tannehill. He is currently sitting at eight. So it's a hit right now, but who knows what's going to happen. There's still four quarterbacks left to play. Um, 
that is my bright spot for, for week seven starts of the week. Um, for week eight start of the week, I am going with none other than Patrick Mahomes. I, I know it's going to be a high bar. Um, he struggled today. Uh, they struggled in general. Um, so I, I just feel like his, his production this week is going to be outlandish. So I, Patrick Mahomes is my start of the week. That's tough. I like top three. I'll say top three. Top three is. All right. That's what I had in mind when I picked him, so I appreciate that. Right. <laughs> I don't know how that's any different than not giving me Kelsey as a top three, but that's fine. Because there's so many quarterbacks that <laughs> I, can pop off. It's just joking. Josh, you're up. All right. Well, my quarterback last week was Tua, and he popped off, so that was a hit. And you my went nuts. Good for you. That was that was good for you. Thanks. Um, my quarterback this week. Oh, I'm deciding between two, and I'm. You know what? We're going to go for the glory play. We're going Sam Darnold against the Falcons. <laughs> we are buying the dip. We are oh, going for it. That's, that's all right. So what um, is the line for who do they play? The, the Falcons. Falcons. Um, how many Seven. teams, how many teams are on a buy? Six, probably the same amount as there was this week. Definitely not the same amount. As Top 25. <laughs> 14. Uh, 15? 12. 12. Jeremy? I'm giving him 14. Okay. 14. He's been bad. 14's fine. 14 is fine. It, it's not great, but it's fine. It's just I'm here fine. for it. We're generous. FYI, there are two teams on by. This week. <laughs> There's only two teams? <laughs> two. Why were there so many this week? <laughs> only two Makes no week. sense. What is, what is the logic with that? Raiders in the your start of the week. I'm up. All right, here we go. So my start of the week this week was Matt Ryan. Uh, he needed to be top 12. That was a miss, unfortunately. You're going to hear a big theme with my starts of the week this week. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, That's a foreshadow for you there. Uh, my start of the week this week at the quarterback position, I know I just poo-pooed him when it comes to dynasty, but it's going to be Jalen Hurts. Uh, as long as he remains the starting quarterback in Philly, I think he puts up big fantasy numbers against the Lions, which should be a good matchup. It will either be back and forth or Philly will be you know, playing catch-up because they don't play nearly as hard as Detroit. So True. Jalen Hurts. To save your heart, Becker, I wouldn't even look to see how he's doing until halfway through the fourth quarter. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> what do we think uh, for him? Top ten. Oh no! Dude's quarterback five that. right now. Or four. I said I th- I thought seven. Oh, I think that's. I'll give you I like, seven. I, like I guess. 10. I think both of those are fairly generous. The dude's been popping off consistently all year, but I'll give you seven. Top two. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> nope, seven it is. All right. So my start of the week this week is has not played yet. It's Jameis Winston. I'm hoping for a top fifteen finish for Jameis. Uh, going into the next week, I'm going to go with. My guy, T-Law, coming off a bye versus the Seattle Seahawks. Top 12, right? Top 12. 13. Give him 13. No, we're not giving him 13. I do like the call, though, Bradley. Hey, thanks. I'm with that. Okay. My uh, running back start of the week, uh, Miles Sanders, unfortunately got hurt, so he was a miss. He was going to be a hit if he didn't get hurt. 
<laughs> I think. Uh, <laughs> Had to have been. Yeah, right. Uh, my running back start of the week this week is James Robinson versus Seattle Seahawks. Um, he, him and Bobby Wagner are going to be best friends after this week, I think. So um, I'm going with James Robinson. Hmm. Top what do you 14. think, Bradley? Top 14 is what I would say. Cool. I was going to say top 10. <laughs> I was, I mean, oh, I, I was, I was leaning 12, but I said 14. 14 it is. Book it. All right. So my Becker, start of the week. Becker, noted. Noted. I got it. <laughs> you, better you, pick, you better just pick Derrick Henry and call it a day because otherwise you got to be top three. <laughs> Okay, my running back start of the week last week was Chuba Hubbard. Uh, He did not hit, so we are on to bigger and better things this week. My running back start of the week in week eight. Oh, what do I got? I got. All right, we'll go Leonard Fournette against the Saints. I like it. You just pulling names out of a hat. Yeah, I got two people just in case Brady takes mine, and I was deciding between those two names, and I'm going Leonard Fournette. So Leonard Fournette against the Saints. What's my number? 15. Fine. 15's fine. Sure. Yeah, Jeremy was you don't have a, five. You don't, you don't have a say in it, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, you're choose, choose your words wisely here, buddy. <laughs> My start of the week uh, last week was Chase Edmonds. You need to be top 18. That was a miss. If you would have played more, could have been a hit. <laughs> my my start of the week this week uh i kind of had this picked beforehand and now he's kind of popping off right now but it is elijah mitchell against the the chicago bears i was gonna say he hasn't played yet but he's had a really really good drive uh to start this game tonight but I think as long as he stays healthy, he's the main guy in that backfield, and Chicago is just reeling right now. Um, so I like uh, Elijah Mitchell to get a lot of touches next week, and he really only needs one big play. How about uh, a top 16? That's what I was going to say. 16 it is. I made RB2, I, especially with how he's playing right now, Jeremy. I, he's got like 70 rushing yards and like seven carries. That'd be a hit. <laughs> All right. My, <laughs> this uh... week, if he did. <laughs> My running back was Cordero Patterson. He is currently at 15, so that means it's going to be a miss um, just because with the way Mitchell's playing right now, it's probably going to bump him out of the top 15. So on to bigger and better things, I am going to go with Daryl Henderson versus the Houston Texans. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Out top 12. 12. Okay, okay you can't – you can't yeah. you can't factor in who they're playing. You have to factor the player. What are you talking That's about? That's not true. You absolutely slightest. have to factor in who they're playing. Well, then why didn't you guys pick Daryl Henderson then? I like it. I picked Daryl Henderson, I think, yeah. three times, so I didn't I like want to it. get to Josh with Justin Herbert scenario. I was literally going to say you cannot. <laughs> Justin Herbert was definitely an option for me. <laughs> well, no, duh. Uh, my wide receiver start of the week is Debo Samuel, who is currently playing. Probably going to be a miss. Um, horrible attitude that's fine uh in my wide receiver start of the week this week i'm going with i'm doing it at one nine adam thielen is my hey. start of the week against dallas trayvon Diggs is going to shadow um justin jefferson if i were a betting man that's going to leave the second corner on adam thielen kirk has a good red red zone relationship with adam thielen so uh i'm going thielen hmm. top 15 top 15 that's the number i was doing too 
Brady, what number would you have done? I don't like the face. Brady, what I'll number? give you 16. Nope, 15, Becker. I don't want that. I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> if, he finishes as, if he finishes that wide receiver 16, I'm counting as a hit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my running or my wide receiver last week was Mike Evans, and he hit. Um, so my, hopefully we sure? can continue to pop. <laughs> Um, so we're going to try to continue that, um, momentum here with a little bit of a deeper cut. We're going Christian Kirk against the Packers. Uh, so we're hoping that, that, that secondary is going to be a little bit soft and they're going to focus on DeAndre Hopkins. Christian Kirk hopefully gets in the tub. What are we thinking? 22. That's I was going to say 20. Okay. Just for. Just for the fact that, like, just put it in perspective this week, Robert Woods was the wide receiver 20 with 12 points. That's a fair point. All right. That's fair. Yeah, my start of the week was DJ Moore, top 12. That's a mess. <laughs> yeah. You sound like a sad puppy. <laughs> I told you, big talk, pattern anyways, here. Go ahead. <laughs> start of the week this week. We're changing around the attitude. Had a down week at his last start, uh, but I think he bounce has a big bounce back game against the Bron- uh, the Browns defense, who has been inconsistent at best. That is Chase Claypool. They are known for giving up big plays, and that is a positive for Claypool. Yeah, I, I like this one. I think Claypool has been down this year, and I think there's there's going to be a week where he pops off, and certainly think it's it could be this week. So, what do you think the ranking should be, brother? Eighteen. Mm, Ouch. 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 What do you what mean? Are you ouch? ouching for? I was thinking 16. I was thinking for 20. 15. Ouch. So then I guess we're going 16. Ouch for 18? 16. 16 it is. Dude, I'm Becker. Claypool at 18 feels a lot better than Kirk at 20. I'll tell you 100%. that. 100%. What are it's you 16. talking about? It's 16 then. Bradley, you're up. It's like wide receiver 40. My wide receiver was Julio Jones. Top 16 was the criteria. He was a miss. This week I'm going with Mr. Targets, T. Higgins versus the New York Jets. Hmm. Top 24. (laughs) How is that different than Claypool? (laughs) You think he's worse than Christian Kirk? With the matchup? I don't know. Got some collusion going on here. Okay, what do you think then, Becker? 16. Higgins. I was going to give Mathy. <laughs> Bradley's losing it. Wait, we put Claypool at 16? Yes. We have 18. <laughs> we switched it to 16. We have gone so off the rails here right now. We need to get it back on the tracks. Back on the tracks. Okay, my tight end start of the week was TJ Hawkinson. And oh my gosh, he wasn't even close uh, to top five. My tight end start of the week this week is Dallas Goddard versus Detroit. So I hope if um, Jalen Hurts is a top seven quarterback, he finds Dallas Goddard a little bit. What do you think, Jeremy? Top eight. That's fair. I'm with that. I that that hurts. That was my number one tight end that I was going to do as well. I don't like that. <sighs> okay. Well, who's your number two? Gonna have to go with them now. Um, I'm gonna, so I guess after you say your previous start of the week, I have it written down. So let's hear it. Noah Fant. No. Um, 
So my tight end, that's my a tight great end, guess, Bradley. <laughs> no, I'm definitely a Noah Fant dude. I, I'll, I'm absolutely will die on that hill. Um, last week I had Tyler Higby. I thought the revenge game with uh, Stafford would help. Did not. <laughs> so we are going to go. Can I make a guess, quick? You're, I'd be, I'd give, give you a million dollars if you get it. Okay, but never mind. I was going to guess Kyle Pitts. No, um, that would have been a lot better guess than this one probably will be. All right, we're going Ricky Steels Jones against Denver. I liked what I saw with the target volume that he had. I liked just the chemistry that he and Tyler Heineke had. And so we're going Ricky Steels Jones. Top 12. 12. Especially Move on. since the fact that uh, can't, what's his name, come off IR this week too. That's okay. That's the risk we that's, we're rolling that dice. All right. My start of the week this week was Hunter Henry, and he's the closest I'm sniffing to a hit. He's currently sitting at top 10, needs to be top 10. Dude had two catches and is sitting at top 10. So appreciate yeah. that, pal. Pal. <laughs> start of the week this week is Jared Cook against the New England Patriots. Bill is known for taking away your top option. Cook is number four at best. I think he finds some space in the end zone. As it, and as you can see, just needs like two catches. Yeah. I mean, 12. top 10. Okay. I thought 12 was good. We'll give him 12. Like we, okay. we, cut, we, cut, we, cut, we cut Chase Claypool a little bit, so we'll, we'll give him 12. So I went with Zach Ertz on his debut with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, he was a hit. He was very successful with the touchdown. Uh, I'm going Noah Fant versus the Washington football team. Ooh, same matchup. Love it. Who is that again? You said Noah, Noah Fant. Fant. Okay. Sorry. I don't know why I blanked out on that. Um, top 10? I sh- sure. I was thinking. I was going to say but- eight. I was thinking eight, but 10 is really generous, but I'm here for it. I'm not. He's like the number, <laughs> he's like the number four PPR. He's like the number four PPR. <laughs> You're the one that initiated that. <laughs> say I'm like, all right, that's fine, though. And he's like, I'm here for heck it. I'm I am. Then <laughs> <laughs> you say you're not. Let's, let's move on to waiver targets. Josh, you're up first. Who is your biggest waiver wire target this next week? Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Um, can someone else go first? I'm I'll go first. Uh, so my, the guy that I would I would look into strongly is Kendrick Bourne. Um, with Mac Jones developing a little bit more, his last two weeks he's had uh, 14 fantasy points. He had another week in week three where he popped off for 18. Um, he's going to play the Chargers this next week. Um, I'm blanking. Jacoby Myers is going to get the uh, the attention for who's their number one corner. Were they playing? They play the Chargers. I don't think Casey Hayward's still there. Not there. No, he's. No. With it's got to be Asante Samuel Jr. has got to be their number one. Oh, geez, go go to work on him too. He's <laughs> good. He actually had a really good. Just dragging him for no reason. No, I don't. <laughs> um, but then he's got Carolina. That's that's gonna be a good matchup. Uh, so I, I like Kendrick Bourne as a, a late stash. I don't think you have to spend much to get Kendrick Bourne either, so I, I, I do like it. I'm going to go with a, a streamer of a tight end, and that's C.J. Usama. Uh, clearly, Burrow is capable of popping off with his tight end. Um, there's been two weeks where he's at over 20 points, and I think it's a pretty favorable matchup against the Jets. I like that. 
I so we talked about him earlier, and I actually really liked the target volume that he had and the yards per catch. And we're it's going to be deeper, but Khalif Raymond, uh, wide receiver for the Lions. Um, I think he's going against the Eagles this next week at home. And I think that that could be a game with some porous defenses that put up some points. And I think Raymond could get into the mix there. Oh, for sure. We put up a week like he has the last couple. I would say he should probably be on a roster just in Absolutely. case. I am going to go with a running back uh, just because we're always looking for one. And that's Brandon Bolden. I think at this point, like he's, he's got a pretty decent target Bolden. share. It's sort of a, you know, it could be a flash in the pan type of thing, but I think it's again, the running back position. I think it's worth an ad. Uh, and they play the chargers this week, which, like I said, one of the worst rushing defenses in the NFL. So uh, our consensus waiver where guy would be Kenneth Gainwell. Correct. Correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah yes. I think, I we think talked we already talked him. about him earlier in the show. So uh, Kenneth Gainwell is for sure. The first guy I would say, I don't know if I would have probably over this guy, but I, if Kenyon Drake is out there, I think he deserves Good to be call. rostered as well too. Um, yeah. Especially with Josh Jacobs getting a little banged up too. So yeah, I agree. One of those two would be my top. You think two. he's out there in a lot of leagues? I think he is. I think in redraft leagues he probably is. Yeah, I I would assume maybe he got picked, scooped up last week after his. I think he had two touchdowns last week. But if he's there, definitely, definitely add him. Any other waiver targets? Rashad Bateman, if he's still out there. Yeah. Good call. Let's six targets this week, 80 yards. Yeah. Let's let's finish up with our one's got to go. This one is rest of season. We'll say half point PPR. Um, we're looking at some stud receivers. So Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Nuke Hopkins, and C.D. Lamb for our one's got to go. Rest of season, we're not talking dynasty, which one's got to go? So this is, I'm just going to think out loud a little bit. So one thing I think that you have to take into account is two of these guys have already had their buy. Um, so you have Jefferson that just had his buy and then also CD. And so I think that is when you just say rest of season, that's just a guaranteed game that both Chase and Hopkins are basically going to be not available for the Jefferson and Chase will be. Uh, so for me, I think that plays into that. And yeah, I think Hopkins plays in too good of an offense to be taken out. And so I'm going to go with um, Lamb being the guy that gets taken out. <laughs> Weren't you just talking about him having his bye week? It plays into the factor, but I still think Lamb is the guy to go be the cut. That was a really, like, roundabout way to get there. Thank you. We got there, though. We did. We did. I – I think for me, my bottom two is is Jamar Chase and, and CD Lamb. Our two co-hosts are really just losing it right now at, at Josh. But I'm glad we'll, I can I'm glad I can make them laugh. That makes me happy. <laughs> we'll we'll get there. We will get there. So, like I said, my two bottom ones are Chase and CD Lamb. It's very close for me. And I think I lean uh, I'll keep CD and get rid of Chase just because I think you're gonna he's got to have some off weeks at some point. He just hasn't yet. And he hasn't had his buy. So that's a good point. I'm not betting against it uh, at this point. So Justin Jefferson, I think is the top on the list. I think he's the best all around receiver off this list. And I think he's the best fantasy one. Um, so I'm going to keep him and Jamar chase and I'm not betting against my guy, new Hopkins. So I'm going to go with CD lamb's got to go. Yeah. So for me, it was, it was between Nuke Hopkins and CD lamb and it, it was really close. 
I'll get rid of CD Lamb. I, really? Wow, I Welcome aboard to Team Hopkins. <laughs> I, cause I felt no Nuke's gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> just as Mike Bradley. Here. He's out of here. Just get him out of here. <laughs> Oh god! Uh, Wide receiver nine—that's what he is. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a that was a wild ride, but we got there. Uh, that wraps up this episode of Fourth and Mouth. Thank you so much for joining us. Go deep, and we'll see you.